Welcome to Head & Neck Innovations, a Cleveland Clinic podcast for medical professionals exploring the latest innovations, discoveries, and surgical advances in otolaryngology head and neck surgery. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Head & Neck Innovations. I'm your host, Paul Bryson, director of the Cleveland Clinic Voice Center. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Paul C. Bryson. And you can get the latest updates from Cleveland Clinic Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery by following at CLE Clinic HNI. That's CLE Clinic HNI. You can also find us on LinkedIn at Cleveland Clinic Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery and on Instagram at Cleveland Clinic Otolaryngology. In the fall, we kicked off our residency program update podcast series with Dr. Lacey McGee and Dr. David Zimmer. And I encourage you all to go back and listen to that episode. And today, I'm excited to speak with two more of our otolaryngology head and neck surgery residents, Dr. Kash Arianpur and Dr. Sarah Benyo. Dr. Arianpur is a fifth-year chief resident in our program, and Dr. Benyo is in her second year. Welcome to Head and Neck Innovations. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Let's start by having you both share some background on yourselves for our listeners, where you're from, where you went to med school, you know, what have you been up to in the program and over the past few months and, you know, any highlights that you want to share about the experience? We'll start with Cash since you've, you've been here a bit longer than Dr. <laughs> Benio, so take it away. Well, thanks so much for having us, uh, Dr. Bryson. You know, I am actually Canadian by background. I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, went to undergrad at the University of British Columbia, and then I pursued medical school at the William Beaumont School of Medicine in Michigan. So I've been in the Midwest now uh, over eight years. And Sarah, how about you? Yeah, so I grew up in the Binghamton area in upstate New York, went to undergrad at Hobart and William Smith Colleges, small school on the Finger Lakes in New York, and then I went to Penn State for medical school and her GPA, and now I can't believe I've lived in Cleveland over a year and a half now. Time goes by fast. It really does go by fast. It's such an intense period in in your lives, but also, you know, pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Can you both share, you know, what's it like to live in Cleveland, I mean, we can talk about seasons. You're both from places that have seasons, but you know, what's it been like to to come to Cleveland? You know, particularly from, you know, from Canada, you know, via Michigan. But we'll start with you, Cash. What's what's it been like to live here? Yeah, I absolutely love Cleveland. You know, for me, it was an easy transition, like you said, both from weather standpoint and just culturally coming from Michigan to here. But drastically different than Vancouver. We get a lot more snow here than I do back home, which is often surprising for people. But the weather here is awesome throughout the year. Even in the winter, there's all, plenty to do, both outdoors and indoors. And it's just easy living, you know. We, as residents, I think it's tough already as at work. And so you don't want to have outside forces that are working against you as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't deal with traffic. Cost of living is low. And as residents, our income goes a lot further. So we have more opportunities to kind of do fun things and, you know, do things that are go to restaurants and places that we would normally be able to afford to go. Yeah. I would say I grew up in a smaller town, went to college in a smaller town, then med school in a smaller place. So it's been a really nice change of pace to be in a bigger city, but it's not overwhelming by any means. It's like you have all the big city amenities with, not to sound cliche, that small town feel. And I really like that about living here. There's so much to do in any season. You know, the summers here are gorgeous on the lake. I'm a really big runner, so love running outside. But I would say even in the wintertime, there's plenty of outdoor activities, things going on throughout the city, great restaurants. Like 
no matter the season, you're always going to find something to do, but it's also not an overwhelming place to be. And when you're a resident and you want to just hunger down on a weekend, you're not going to feel, you know, guilty for not going out and doing anything either. So that's kind of nice. What are some of the highlights? What are your favorite things, you know, around the area? I, I know it can change over time a little bit, but what do you... What are some highlights? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I think breaking it down in summertime, I live right by the lake. So, you know, going biking and running in the area, that's really for like what it comes down to. Uh, and I made an active decision to live a little further away from the hospital, but to be close to the water. In the wintertime, I mean, we have sports forever here in Cleveland. So, you know, going to Cavs games, early winter, going to football games. So I think the entertainment industry here is just awesome as far as being able to go out and see some sports. We're lucky enough to have uh, several attendings who also, you know, either have season tickets or regularly participate in Cleveland sports. And so they're kind enough often to get us involved if they have, a, you know, extra tickets mm -hmm. or unfilled seats, et cetera. So it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. And for me, like I said, I'm a big runner, but I would say the Cleveland Metro Parks, even in the wintertime, usually do a really good job of keeping the paths cleared from snow. So I'm going to run a half marathon next year. So I know this winter I'm going to hopefully be running a fair bit outside. But also we have an awesome art scene here in general. The Cleveland Museum of Art is massive. I've been there a couple of times and feel like I haven't even hit everything. So definitely this winter, I'm hoping to go there in the botanical gardens over that way because it's nice and warm in there to get out of the cold. But also, you know, the theater district, I have not yet been to a show. I need to keep an eye on what's coming into town soon. But there's always, you know, musicals or plays that are going on. And the first place they come after going to New York is Cleveland because it's the second biggest arts district, which is really awesome for the city. Yeah, it's been amazing to see, you know, just what comes through. And and it's surprise, you know, it's surprising sometimes you when you search for things you're like, "Oh, I didn't know that that was mm -hmm. here or coming to town." Mm -hmm. And you know, the theater scene, I think the sports scene that you mentioned, even the the comedy scene, there's a few places to yeah. to see things that are that are pretty good. And I guess back to the sports, I understand that there's some sports activities that occur in the residency program. I've heard talk of pickleball, and <laughs> I understand that there's also some golf that occurs. Yeah, yeah, there's always a lot of sports. I know there's a group of them that play pickleball pretty regularly, and we have we had a softball team this year, which was really fun. And you play on the volleyball team? Yeah, we've had. Yeah. I think we've been playing volleyball now three years in a row, and that's through both the winter as well as summer months. So in the summer we do beach volleyball, and then in the winter we're indoors with each, each league having a different level of competitiveness, but you can imagine, you know, put a bunch of residents in one room, it oh, gets yeah, pretty competitive. We're not competitive. competitive. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm always amazed to hear about what you guys are up to and, and the pictures and the stuff, and it's it's good. There's definitely like an esprit de corps. I, I think that you can, you know, as a staff member, you can kind of feel with, with y'all. Mm. Well, you know, we're heading into 2024 already, you know, the academic year, we're, we're almost halfway, halfway through. What are you both looking forward to? You know, Sarah, as you continue to grow into the program, you're getting closer to being a senior resident mm -hmm. and Cash, you're going to be heading out. Like, so what, uh, you know, what, what, what's going on in 24 for you guys? So I would say, especially in second year, I've gotten a lot more involved with research, particularly within the Division of Laryngology. And so hopefully 
I'm looking forward to going to a conference next year and just like working more on this research. And it's been really nice to, you know, form mentorship connections with some of the staff and the fellows as well. So just continuing to build those connections moving forward. I would say in second year, our rotations are a lot of like the big heavy hitters. You know, we do consults, we do pediatrics, head and neck. And so moving into third year, I'm excited to dive a little bit more into some of the other subspecialties like facial plastics, otology to get a little bit of taste of those as well. So those are all good things to be looking forward to. Yeah, I wanted to ask too, I we started a night float program this academic year, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's the what's been the the take on that? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm change. on my Yeah, I'm on my night float rotation right now, and it's always an adjustment getting used to the sleep schedule. But other than that, I think it's a really great benefit for quality of life with everyone. And, you know, you're the only one here at night, but you always have, you know, your senior resident that you can call anytime. And we have a great rapport with our junior and senior residents. So I never feel shy about reaching out about something I'm uncertain about. And then it's nice because we come to education on Wednesdays, so we get to be with the rest of the group and see everyone. And that's always a nice way to, you know, end that night on Wednesday morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's glad to, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Cash, how about you? So, you know, Chief Year is definitely very different. It's very exciting. It's, it's sort of what you envision surgical residency to be. You know, you're operating pretty much every single day. And, but the perspective changes. You start to think a little bit about cases differently. It's not a matter of, okay, what are the steps? What are we doing here? It's okay, if I needed to do this on my own in less than a year, you know, you know where would I start or how, how would I have done this differently? And so it's almost a self-test every single day. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the challenges that come forward that are coming in the near future. I'm uh, pursuing a, a fellowship in facial plastics reconstruction at uh, Thomas Jefferson. So that's where I'll be next year in Philadelphia for a year. So I'm really looking forward to all the challenges that are ahead. We're going to miss you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always a little bittersweet, yeah, right? You know, when the, sure. when the chiefs graduate. Yeah, we, we talk about it a lot. And every day you try and actually be a little bit more mindful of, look, this might be the last time you get to do this one particular thing with this one person. Or, so we try and, try and live in the moment for sure because I'm starting to feel it, you know. Yeah, it really accelerates, you know. Uh, I feel like once the once the holidays end and all of a sudden it's February and then, oh gosh, it, now it's April and it really does kind of pick up as the the first part of the year. So yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, drink it in. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a special time yeah. for sure. You know, I I asked Dr. McGee and Dr. Zimmer in our last episode, you know, what what made you want to match with us? You know, like, it's interesting, right? We're going to be entering into interview season. We're going to have candidates come in. It's nice. We're going to be in person this year. So we, you get to show, you know, you know, potential colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, where you work, what it's been like. So I guess I'd, I'd have a couple parts to this. You know, what did you think when you wanted to match with us? And then now that you're here, how has it hopefully met your expectations or, or perhaps even exceeded them? So I can answer first, because this is a very easy one for me. When I interviewed here, you know, you hear the name Cleveland Clinic, you look at the roster and you look at everyone involved and you're like, wow, you know, leading edge, every single staff we have, you know, they're, they're innovating, they're doing things that are pushing the boundaries of sort of what's being done. And so I had an expectation that I'm going to meet some really intimidating, 
people that are going to be hard to connect with. You know, this is naturally what I thought. So when I interviewed here, for me, I was lucky enough that it was in person, and I'm grateful that we're switching in person this year. I was immediately shocked by the level of kindness, the humility, and how easy it was just to connect and, and get along with our staff. And that was evident to me right from the get-go, and that was what made me want to come here. I, th- I could see myself working in that environment and learning in that environment. So now I can fast forward almost you know four and a half years later, and if anything, that feeling has even solidified further. Meeting other fellows, meeting other residents from other programs, I just got back from a trauma course, and you, you talk to these other residents, you know, and I think what we have here is super unique in terms of our relationship with our staff and the culture. So that is 100% uh, how I feel. Yeah, and and I would say I was in the virtual interview era two years ago now, and those relationships that they even shown through in the virtual platform, just seeing how the residents interacted with one another, you know, all my conversations with staff were very natural and they all just like wanted to get to know you and they clearly had great rapport with one another and being in that very collaborative environment where, you know, you're going to be comfortable asking your staff questions and they're going to want to teach you and there's just like great open communication. That's something that I really was looking for. And I think now being here for a year and a half, it's completely exceeded my expectations and the opportunities we have in the operating room from the get-go. Like the training we get is just phenomenal. And I feel like I've grown so much and I can't wait to see, you know, where the next few years take me. So. You know, it's, it's great to hear it. I do think we have a, a pretty special place and I think it's nice to hear that that sort of lived experience is like that too. You know, I feel like, you know, my own colleagues are pretty, you know, pretty approachable, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty regular folks. So I'm glad that it's going well and, and you both are settled in or, you know, within <laughs> Cash's case, you settled out. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> settled, settled in and settling out and that's, and that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to go. So... You know, I really appreciate both your, you know, taking time out of your busy day to come and, and to do the podcast and to talk about it. And, you know, I hope you both have good holidays. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks you so too. much for the For more information on our otolaryngology head and neck surgery residency program and to watch a video highlighting the program and living in Cleveland, visit clevelandclinic.org slash head and neck residency. That's clevelandclinic.org slash head and neck residency. You can also follow our residency program on Instagram at CCFOHNSResidents. That's CCFOHNSResidents. Dr. Ariampour and Dr. Benyo, thanks for joining Head and Neck Innovations. Thanks for listening to Head and Neck Innovations. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website at clevelandclinic.org forward slash podcasts, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Buzzsprout, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, you can access real-time updates from Cleveland Clinic experts in otolaryngology, head and neck surgery on our Consult QD website at consultqd.clevelandclinic.com dot org forward slash head and neck. Thank you for listening and join us again next time.